Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Today I'm going to talk about marijuana. Now, it's probably no secret to you listening audience that I have indulged in a little bit of that here and there to quite a quite a bit of an extent for about the last 30 years. And I've gotten a lot of revelations from partaking in that substance. But one thing that I've recognized finally is that it's really not a great drug to be used in a kind of constant manner. Why is that? Well, while it does give you great visions and great senses of your potential, it hinders you from realizing that potential. I would guess that the best way for me to describe it would be like, if I wanted to reach a distant star with a telescope, I mean, by that I saw with a telescope, the marijuana, I couldn't have that telescope attached to my eye as I journeyed to the star. Maybe periodically I could look into it, but if I just had that thing kind of permanently on my eye, I would have a hard time reaching that star. That's kind of what marijuana is. While it gives you a vision of what could be and gives you some good ideas sometimes, the problem with it is that it doesn't get past the revelation phase. And so while you might have momentary insights and momentary visions of potential, trying to fulfill that potential becomes increasingly difficult when you're, if you're using marijuana like on a daily basis. And the problem with somebody like me is that I'm unable to moderate it so while some people can just use marijuana on occasion and get some great visions, I, if I use it, I end up using it every day, all the time. And I've just seen it hold me back for like 30 years, honestly. Um, it helped me develop some of the theories that you hear about on this show, but it doesn't allow me to really live in those theories and to use them, really. Um, I'm very good at preaching wisdom, fallen wisdom, really, but practicing it, I haven't been so good at that. And some of the stuff that I've presented here, I think, is a little bit wrong, actually because I've had sort of a myopic view that was occluded by my constant use of it. So if you're somebody who's using it a lot and you find that it really helps you, you know, you, everybody has a different way of interacting with this particular substance. It's not one size fits all. But I would recommend... Um, Stepping, if you're using it constantly, to step away from it. 
and to do some real inventory on yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. Look at pictures of yourself. I, one of the reasons, the ways that I was able to like kind of break away from it was I just kind of saw a picture of myself while I was stoned and while I had been getting stoned, you know, maybe like every day for the last couple of weeks. And I just saw a picture of myself and I was, I was a little bit fat. I was retaining water. I was, I was just not a good looking guy anymore. And I mean, I considered myself to be somewhat good looking, but like when I'm on that stuff, I've, I've become pretty ugly and, I, and and that that concerned me. I mean, just for pure vanity reasons. But sometimes it's good to take a picture of yourself rather than look in the mirror because the mirror doesn't show you exactly what you look like. Uh, the mirror tends to morph into your vision of yourself. And you all sometimes get shocked when you look at a picture and you see that it's just not as good as the mirror image. And uh, so I, I, that was one thing that kind of clued me into it. And then just kind of looking back on my life and just seeing whether I was able to follow through on accomplishments, on, on, on tasks, on goals. And a lot of, aside from writing a few rap songs here and there, I was not, really impressed with what I had done and so I stepped back and I said you know what this has to end so as of like two weeks ago I have not touched it and I actually don't believe I will ever touch it again I don't I have to say it's it's been quite a boring couple of weeks and maybe it's been actually three weeks feels like it's been a year that's another thing is that when you're constantly getting high maybe this is true on any substance time just kind of flies by whizzes by i mean i probably on heroin it whizzes by even further and like it makes life exciting in that way because it kind of slows down your brain and then it makes life come at you at a faster rate and so you feel like there's some action going on, and it cures your boredom in that way. It, think about that, though. It cures your boredom by slowing down your brain and making you perceive the your brain, you know, you, the one part of your brain observing the other, the slowed down part of your brain observing another part of your brain makes your you believe that your brain is actually working faster and it's it's an illusion another thing is that because i was constantly using it for like 30 years almost i mean i, I had periods where i quit for like a whole year or that was probably the longest i went always to go back to it but it's as if I've time traveled from the time I started using it pretty regularly to now so that I, my brain has not developed at all, really, from when I was like an 18-year-old doing 
uh, marijuana. I mean, I am basically my 18-year-old self now in my 40, I'm 49 now, 49-year-old brain. I feel like really the same guy. Nothing has progressed in my brain. Even my ideas, they're kind of repetitively the same thing. Maybe you've noticed that. Kind of developed a lot of the same idea over and over again. Keep going back to it. The breathing, the the, the immortality, the ideas that I've expressed on these lectures of follow wisdom, they haven't really progressed. So that just to myself. I need to see what where my brain develops into without this stuff, without this constant um, high being put into it. There's another issue is that marijuana its own reward in many ways. It, 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 it mimics the natural reward system of your brain. Essentially giving you the reward before you have any accomplished anything. Your brain has this natural reward, a dopamine system that comes whenever we accomplish something. And what marijuana does is it gives you that feeling of accomplishment without actually doing anything. And while it's very intoxicating and sometimes can push you to do some interesting things, have some interesting thoughts, because you're in the midst of feeling so fulfilled, in that pinnacle of highness, you can sometimes come up with some interesting revelations because you're in a spot where, I don't know, you just feel fulfilled. And, you know, it's it's rare that we feel that way. But, and so that can kind of give your mind a little rest to sit down and start thinking of some intense things. And gives it, it gives it sort of an insulation from all the, needs and desires because you just in that moment you feel like absolutely fulfilled so you can kind of like churn some pretty interesting thoughts but to try to use that in a constructive manner to like produce a great piece of art or create a great book or something that you would really be proud of after many years it's not so easy the most I was able to get like I said was a few maybe about 20 or 25 rap songs, all of which I like okay, but I, I you know, I, I just don't think that that's all, that, 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 that fulfills my potential. So I'm stepping away from it. And I just wanted to, like, put this out because I know a lot of people with the legalization is sort of, like, taken the idea that marijuana is a pretty harmless drug and it's it's insidious precisely because many people think it isn't it is harmless and that makes it easy to do on a daily basis easy to just kind of take as like another thing like alcohol or something it's it's much more intense than alcohol it's much more 
occupying of the brain of the different aspects of the brain. So as I was saying, in terms of the reward system, your brain has a natural reward system, which you hijack when you use marijuana, essentially giving a reward to your brain when no accomplishment has occurred. And that's what I kind of finally figured out is that marijuana is a, getting high off marijuana is a feeling of accomplishment. Being high is feeling accomplished. And you'll notice that if you do accomplish something, you get a certain high. It's much milder than the marijuana high. So the marijuana high kind of just blows it out. And that's how it has a, that's why motivation gets affected. So you notice that like people who are stoners, like they're, they're unmotivated because the thing that would motivate them, the de- the dopamine brain naturally creates is replaced, has been, co- you know, continually replaced by the flooding of dopamine that the marijuana brings. Of course, why would you be motivated to do anything if you're getting the chemical that comes with accomplishing things over and over again? You're just not going to feel the need to do anything. You're going to be pretty satisfied with your life as it is, which is going to be pretty tough for you to make improvements in your life. So your life is not going to really progress if you're constantly getting high, and it didn't. For 30 years, I've been pretty much the same guy doing the same stuff, same job. Um, yeah, I, I work a I work a night job, which I always did to pursue art. Um, and you know, I, I I never perceived myself working the night job for 20, 25 years. But here I am. I'm still doing it. In the in the midst of that, you know, I managed to get a law degree, but I never actually went beyond getting the law degree. I never tried to get take the bar, never tried to become a lawyer. It was just a little bit too much for me. I was just like, eh, I'll just stay in my night job. So I I became very satisfied with just being, you know, working just to make the, the money I need for the rent the next month and never wanting to get any more money. Never wanting to make a, like a normal like kind of life. I've just been kind of living on the edge of society, coming up with these ideas, recounting them to you, you know, having a very minimal rap career, but not really ever pursuing anything in that field. Even though I've had opportunities, I've had people try to sign me into deals and just, it was too much. It was like, eh, I don't really feel like going through the effort. I didn't like having a man. I had a manager for a while. I kind of just like ghosted the manager. So I just noticed, you know, it just, I, I didn't want to anything to really interrupt the reward system that I was giving myself without accomplishing anything, which was the weed high. So here I am, an 18-year-old, 49-year-old. I'm in great shape. Ever since I've um, stopped taking marijuana over and over again, my metabolism has really 
kicked into gear in a way that I'm not used to. I used to retain a lot of water. I used to gain a lot of weight. I used to overeat a lot, obviously, because while marijuana did give you that feeling of accomplishment or give me, it also gave me some serious cravings for for a lot of food, more food than I should ever eat. All the food that I've constantly preached against on this show, the empty food, the carbohydrates, the pizza, the just empty calories, crave that tremendously uh, after the weed high is kind of coming down. So I've lost about 10, 15 pounds. The excess 15 pounds that I kind of never could, that I always gain if whenever I start smoking weed, that's gone. I'm pretty much in great shape. I can pretty much eat anything, and I don't gain weight. And then I did a little research, and I found that, like, you know, there's certain substances that produce estrogen in men. And marijuana is very much a woman's drug in that sense, is that women can tolerate it a lot better than men. And the reason is, is because it, cre- it, it, it makes your body produce estrogen. And for a man, that is the antagonist to testosterone. For a man, testosterone is the thing that makes us the desirable thing to women. And anything that kind of counteracts that is going to lower our attractiveness. So while women can smoke weed all day long and still get stay very beautiful, men, on the other hand, get flooded with estrogen that affects their ability to metabolize food, that affects their ability to maintain muscle mass, and it also affects their ability to maintain erections, and, and I would think ultimately might even shrink up your dick a little bit. So that was a big revelation. I was like, wow, marijuana kind of like turns you into kind of a woman in the sense that you retain water, you just, you're you're definitely less of a man uh, on it. Um, it also makes you, like, golf all the time. And uh, and that's that's something that's probably not too healthy either. I mean, because you are expending a lot of testosterone just jerking off. Um. So, so that's that's a that's an issue there. It's just the you know I want to I want to see I want to develop into finally into the real man that I can be, and I never let myself do that. I've been smoking weed since I've been like at least twenty. Eight, I think I started eighteen pretty casually. By twenty twenty one, it was constant affair, and aside from a few tea breaks here and there maybe a year at the most, was one of them, where I was miserable the whole year, I have to say. And I can't say that I'm doing any greater in this time. I'm not feeling that great. Why? Because when you have, like, dopamine crack, regular dopamine is pretty lame. You know, when you're when you're snorting Coke and somebody offers you a Coca leaf, you're, you know, that it's just not going to be so satisfying. So I often walk around very bored and very tempted to go back to smoking marijuana because 
I want to have that feeling again of just like ecstasy, that feeling of fulfillment so that I feel like then I can create, then I can come up with whatever art I want to come up with or come up with cool ideas for the show, cool revelations. But I've sort of hit a dead end there. I think I've squeezed as much out of this drug that I'm ever going to get. Now I have all these inklings of ideas. You've heard some of them on this, the whole Logan saga, which was like an idea for a huge universe that would never get written if I didn't step away from marijuana. It will get written now. I can promise you that. A lot of things are going to get done in my life, and I can envision that because I'm not being held back by this substance that is basically giving me the dessert before the meal. I've been looking back at my life and my brain has just kind of forgotten things, stopped the progress on things. You know, like I'll get, I'll start a little project, very artistic, very creative, and then I'll just kind of leave it half done, put it in the drawer. Or I'll do some painting for a while, but then I just won't paint it, I'll just stop. I become very attainment and just constantly watching television. And and television is a very mind-numbing drug. And in conjunction with marijuana, it can kind of just waste your life. I mean, there's so many great shows and stuff like that, but it doesn't really engage your mind the way a book does. I used to read high when I'd had to for school. But I did very little of reading high in normal life because it was just so much easier just to flip on the TV. But when you read, you get a high from reading that you don't get from watching TV. And in conjunction with weed, it can be quite good. But with even without weed, it kind of replaces it. So one of the things that I use to replace the high I get from weed is reading like really cool science fiction. Like Philip K. Dick books are great. Isaac Asimov books are great. Um, Any kind of real good science fiction which that engages the mind and any kind of just good literature which engages the imagination can can give you a, a, a similar feeling of that the weed would give you. It's definitely not as intense. But that's what's good about it is that you need to create the intensity by doing the work. Whereas weed, you just take it. The weed does all the work. So now that I'm kind of free of it, yes, I get tremendously bored and I get tremendously depressed because one of the things that weed does is because it hijacks your dopamine system, your brain stops producing it. Your brain just completely shuts that part of that production off because it just doesn't need to. It's being supplied by an external force, by an external source. So for your brain to get that dopamine system up and running again takes a lot of active work on yourself. You have to actually 
do things to get the dopamine. Whereas before you could just reach in, roll a joint, smoke it, and you got the dopamine. Now you actually have to read a book, write a story, write something interesting, uh, paint a really good picture, accomplish something that you want to accomplish, even something that you've decided you need to get done today, you know, something mundane, something like, oh, I got to clean my whole apartment and I got to set it up nice instead of just letting it be a shithole. That in and of itself creates the dopamine high that your brain, that, that, that is the human brain and how, how it gets things done. And when you completely short-circuit that by taking marijuana, and frankly probably by taking any illicit drug, but marijuana is very insidious because it is seemingly harmless. You can be a functional marijuana user. But how much are you short-changing your, yourself by doing that? It's, it, I really, it is the best way to look at it is like eating your dessert before your meal. How much room are you going to have over for a nutritious meal after you've already eaten the dessert? Not much. And that's what marijuana is. Marijuana is eating the dessert over and over again. Uh, after a while, you're just going to become a hollowed out person. Your, your mind is going to get hollowed out. And you're not going to develop it. And it will atrophy. So beware of it. I'm a walking example of it. Now, I managed to maintain a certain level of intelligence, but I really believe that I will I will kick into high gear without that substance interfering. And I know that if I touch it again, I will just fall right back into that habit. And I've also, it, it led me on to other drugs that I've probably been on when I've done some of these lectures. Some things like MDMA, mushrooms, um, LSD, all created some interesting perspectives. But they, they're just, it's too intense. It's not allowing the mind to work for something and then not allowing you to achieve that sense of accomplishment from working on something by itself. And that's why they, those things are, what's good, what the problem is, is that they're unpleasant to do on a daily basis. Like if you try to do MDMA every day, which I did for, <laughs> I think for a period of like a few months, I had some supply and I was taking a lot. And it's a diminishing return. The brain just can't sit there and be on that stuff constantly without itself kind of shutting down in a way. Not to mention that you're getting these illicit forms. You're not getting the pure, pure. So you're also dealing with that part. Most of the MDMA out there, um, the molly, what they call it, is, is, is cut with uh, methamphetamine. So you're getting a lot of that. It's become kind of a meth head if you, if you really take a lot of it. And that really fucks with your, your metabolism too. And you'll turn into a fat fucking bloated loser um, when you, if you take a lot of uh, molly and if you take a lot of coke and, and if you smoke a lot of weed 
I mean, it just, it, it, you know, there's, there's, there are, there are obviously successful people who manage to do well on it, but I would suspect that they'd even be more successful without it. Anyway, I'm going to check it out and see. Let's see if I can actually keep up with this. I mean, I've I've done these kind of revel. I've done this thing before where I've quit, said I'm never touching it again, and I've always kind of found my way back to it. And um, and I, I'm really determined this time. At 49 years old, with the brain of an 18 year old, to to turn this page in my life and to see what can be accomplished without it. Um, I mean, just to report on some of the things that it's led me to is just that I've, I've, I have been depressed. And I always thought that when I was a kid, you know, I was always kind of a little bit depressed. And when I finally found marijuana and I like gave me this great feeling, just that all I had to do was inhale something thought it was such a great thing to have I'd have to rely on not being I didn't have to rely on being in a good mood I could just put myself in a good mood and I just kind of didn't think about well what you know if you're able to do that on a continual basis with just a substance what does that do to your brain and I think it, it kind of fucks it up it makes it dependent on it. You know, you, you could say, oh, weed is not addictive. The hell it isn't. I mean, maybe it's not physically addictive where you go through some kind of bodily withdrawal like when you use heroin, but the chemicals in your mind are every bit as physical as anything else. And if you're messing with those and then you feel that lack when you get off it, you feel depressed and very low when you get off it. To me, that's just like any addiction. Okay, maybe you're not going to get cold sweats and start shivering like a heroin addict, but you are going to feel pretty low and pretty low energy for a long time if you quit after you've been doing it for a very long time. So, and that's what I'm kind of experiencing now. It's very hard for me to do any kind of art, but the little that I even do, I feel kind of a little bit of a bump, a little bit of a high. Just the sense that I can do it without marijuana, to me, is is in and of itself a high. Because it's like, wow, I didn't need it. I could do it maybe even better because I can follow through. I can build on it. One of the problems with marijuana is that it's very uneven in terms of what with the high it gives you. Sometimes it gets you really fucking high especially if you wait a few hours or wait a few days between highs, you can get pretty fucking high. But but the, the mental space that you get into sometimes can't be approximated the next time. So it's hard for you to match up and to follow through with an idea that you created when you were in your first mental space because the second mental space high is just either maybe even higher, a little bit lower, never quite exactly where it was before. So so the continuity thing is very difficult. That's why I could only really manage to write a, a, a rap song. It's basically like a short poem. 
and with very little um, meaning, I have to say. I mean, most of my rap songs are just wordplay, but they weren't ever any um, real deep meaning there. So I'm looking to build on some of the inspirations that I came up with over these 30 years, just things scribbled on pieces of paper, half-written books, half-written novels. We have a lot of great ideas. Never anything really taken to its full conclusion. And I'm ready to go there now. So that's what I wanted to report. I, I, I guess this is a lecture of fall wisdom, but it's more of a personal statement to let people know where I'm at. Um, and hopefully it helps somebody out there who has been experimenting with marijuana for a long time and maybe is finding that they've hit a sort of dead end. I would try getting off it. That's my advice to you. Um, I think you're selling yourself short if you're using it continually. I really do. And I really think I did that to myself. And that's the thing that you're going to come up against when you do quit, is that you're going to feel like you wasted a lot of time on it. And that's going to be a pretty fucking hard thing to face. You would feel like you kind of wasted your life, really. Where would your life be without it? And sometimes that sense of waste can drive you right back to it, just to get that feeling of, just to feel good again. Because it's a pretty shitty feeling to think that I wasted 30 years of my life, but I mean, I'm starting to feel that way, okay? I'm just going to, the only way I can do is go forward. Luckily, I believe in my I, in my own immortality, so I don't think 50, 49 years is that long, really. I'm still a young person, I think, in my mind. When I believe you can live thousands of years, maybe even longer, What's 50 years, right? But I'm glad I got on track. And I'm glad that now I'm going to move into the future developing my mind without fucking up the reward, natural reward system and rebuilding it over time with little efforts here and there to get some art going, to get some accomplishments going. And that's the strategy, and that's the way it's going to have to happen. Also, meditation is important. And if you can get yourself into an ayahuasca ceremony, you can, it's very cleansing. And that's where that's how I kind of got out of it. I mean, I I, I did two in a, in a row, where you just sit with a shaman, he sings hymns, and you take this hallucinogen. And it it just kind of cures you of all your the the, the psychic uh, wounds and allows you to see yourself in a in a, from a different perspective. And that's another thing you can't do constantly. I mean, you could never do ayahuasca more than once a year, really. It's just not not something that you're that you would even want to but that's 
that's a that's that's a road that you might want to take if you if you need it. Um, if you need something to really just kind of open you up, I would I would also say you can take some magic mushrooms. I mean that can often spark the revelation that you need to quit. Anyway, this is, I hope this is helpful to some people. Maybe it's not, but it is something that I think is important because for my life, it's like everything. I really think that I'm going to benefit greatly just staying away from it. And and it's sad because it's such a fun drug. And it's something that, like, when you do it with other people, like, you have a great time and you have a great conversation and it it just kind of helps you bond with people. And, and I'm going to miss that. That's the one thing that's going to be very difficult for me is that just getting high with friends and just having a good time in the moment. But I think that I can, you know, they can get high and I can kind of, you know, when when somebody else gets high around you, you can kind of get a contact high, not from the smoke, but from just their mental state. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to just being high vicariously through others who are who are stoned. Let them get stoned. And I'll hang out with them, and I can I can certainly vibe with them because I know what it is to be high, and I've been high so many times, and I just don't need it anymore. I feel like the training wheels are now off, and you know, after 30 years of riding a bike with training wheels, I think it's time to ride a real bike. <laughs> anyway, that's my lecture of this time and hopefully I'll be coming back with some more interesting lectures through the sober mind and we'll see maybe I'll be back here stoned as a motherfucker who the hell knows thanks for listening everybody